Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. I'm Chris, here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. We got uh, some stuff for you. We had a long one last time. Very long. And it was just because there was so much. And ironically enough, the biggest news didn't come out until after we recorded, as me and Tim talked about before, which we will discuss the Disney news at the end of the podcast in our Disney pile. But um, let's get started by making sure you go to our uh, our link tree, which has Tim's info on it now for his uh, Twitch channel. So go to linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming. And it has all of our stuff on there. I'm making some changes because uh, gaming wise, uh, I have to shorten my name for Xbox to FOMOcast space ttv because that's twitch tv so i'm trying to get my twitch built up so just follow those links for now and you'll find us everywhere youtube tiktok all that good stuff um the first thing we're gonna talk about there's a lot of stuff pretty much everything is really just it's gonna be mostly covid related stuff because things are opening up um like our first uh topic all Californians 16 and up are eligible for the COVID vaccine 19 on April 15th. Um, a key thing we should mention in this, I didn't know this. Did you know this? So um, did you hear the new rules for uh, baseball this year? Um, no, I know I've heard, well, not rules, but I know I heard football, like they want to do full stadiums or whatnot, you know, just the ESPN alerts, but baseball, I haven't heard anything. The only thing I heard was, Texas was going to have a full stadium. So what they're going to be doing for the players is they told them this year, they go, look, you're going to be able to um, go eat in restaurants. Now your family can travel with you now. Cause they couldn't do that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, the big change that they're doing is they're saying you guys can carpool together and you can play cards together on the f- team flights. But here's the catch in order for you to do that. 85% of the players need to be vaccinated or the team needs to be vaccinated. And I'm fine with that. That's a that's a good stipulation. I think that they did that stipulation for the United States and as a whole, you'd get even more people vaccinated. The problem is, is that the only people that are getting vaccinated on the teams right now are the older coaches because they're eligible for to receive the vaccine. So um, I do know, I believe it's Arizona goes to um, mass uh, vaccination tomorrow, I think. So I think opening day, uh, it was something like that. And then um, Houston, they changed theirs. I think it was yesterday they changed it and they actually delayed their flight. The Astros did so that they could get, all get vaccinated today before they took off today to go for their first game tomorrow. So um, it is working. I'm not saying it's going to be the greatest thing, but you know, a, a lot of these things that are doing is obviously working one way or another, whether, you know, I think I gave Tim the numbers. There's like 502,000 positive tests in my area, but like 499,000 or 500,000. So it's like there's only 2000 active cases and they have been going down as why it's crazy our county opened up before all the other counties who were opening up first earlier. So yeah, I saw that you guys got like the, you guys hit the speed track. The one is how it, yeah. Yeah. We legitimately hit the number and our 
active cases went down, everything, everything they, yeah, yeah they, they, perfect. we basically bypassed a bunch of stuff because, yeah. um, I have been hearing horror stories, not really horror stories, but like people of fridge breaks and they go, we have two hours to give as many of these shots as possible. Um, you know, and so then basically you get a lot more people. I think they said something like 125 million people have gotten vaccinated so far in the United States. And I know California is like three times higher of a rate than any other state. So um, it makes sense that they're going to open it up to 16 and up uh, on April 15th. So, yeah. I mean, we'll, well see what happens. And as of uh, tomorrow, as we record this April 1st, ad- uh, all adults over the age of 50 can start making appointments as well. So you're going to have 50. over 50. Yep. All, all adults over 50 starting April 1st. And then a um, couple weeks later, then it's six, 16 and up. So yeah. everyone, they're really, really starting to, to turn it on. So I, and it's, it seems like they're trying hard to get everybody in too. Yeah, no, exactly. And for, you know, if you want to go to the register, to the website, it's myturn.ca.gov. So M Y T U R N dot ca dot gov and you could register and make your appointment and whatnot but and like you said with the, the knowledge <laughs> well i was looking at it and i'm like oh hey you know what why say hey you get appointments and they're like people are gonna be like okay well where do i get my appointment at and it had it right there at the bottom of the article so I figured i'd throw that in but like you were saying with like refrigerator breaks or you know they got to get the vaccines out um, in a certain amount of time, obviously they got to be on, you know, dry ice or be cooled to a certain temperature to a lower temperature. Um, <clears throat> that's how I know a couple people, uh, got their vaccines is they work in the school district. So once they did whatever, they put it out to the school district, uh, and said, Hey, if you could get down here by this time, let us know, we'll get you on the list, get you the paperwork that you can fill it out or you can fill it out down there and get it and that's how i know a couple people um have done it that way and they uh you know obviously they were essential because they worked in the school district and whatnot um teachers and principals and administration uh and did it did it that way so yeah i've been hearing that that's been a a common thing is yeah basically because you have to make an appointment, but I know that some of the things that they're doing is they're actually just scheduling for, okay, we're going to have 50 people. Well, if all of yeah. them don't show up, they got to get rid of them. And yeah. um, they don't do, and I've heard because um, the local college by us, they've been doing shots for teachers at the college. And um, they turned away my mom, who's a teacher. They turned around one of her friends saying, though, it's we're done for the day. There's no more. But what it was is the security guards misunderstood because it takes so long for them to thaw everything out and get it ready. It takes like a good 10, 15 minutes. So the line didn't move for 10 to 15 minutes. So oh he was under the assumption that it was closed. And then my mom got the message, you need to come get your shot. And she called her friend and her friend's like, no, they told me it was closed. And no, it, it wasn't closed. It was just a misunderstanding. Right. Oh, but that would stink, though, if that's the only time you could get down there and either scheduled work off or however it falls. Um, I would not be too happy from ironically that, but... enough. Ironically enough, they scheduled a lot of the people for like their spring break, which was also kind of dirty on them because my mom was like, if I get sick on my spring break, I'm right. going to be so upset, you know? Yeah, ex- yeah you know? It, exactly. It's it's and it's tough. Luckily, she didn't. My mom is a, a 60, 
So she did not get sick. She did not have any of the side effects that you would um, think of. She barely had a sore arm. And mind you, she has a huge scar for when they used to get the TB shot. So I was pretty sure she wasn't going to have any problems with uh, this one. (laughs) With this, yeah. No, that's that's good. Exactly. So, well, on top of that, I mean, I don't understand this because, like, um, they, they're still not confirming a lot of stuff in California. Um, we're not going to get political in this episode, but there are some political stuff that tie into a lot of things such as, you know, is it possible that, that the governor is reopening stuff too fast now because he's afraid of the recall? You know, it's a, it's a wholeheartedly a possibility, but one thing that I thought was crazy is, is so, um, uh, my cousin in LA loves going to the Renaissance pleasure fairs. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. They're interactive. You know, you get dress up or you can go normal. It doesn't matter. And they have a lot of fun. Well, that got canceled. And that normally runs like almost all summer long. It runs and it runs from like May to September and that got canceled. But then you hear, um, you know, they're going to be opening up the they're going to have the L.A. County Fair is going to go or the Orange County Fair, Orange County Fair is going to be happening this year. So you kind of wonder, you know, like, so all this go to the next topics, Los Angeles and Orange County are in tier three. Now for a lot of people might not think much about that, but they were the worst counties. They were caught. They were most of the numbers for the state of California. Yeah. Well, they were, and they were the first ones to have the um, mass testing, Dodger stadium, Disneyland, all of that. Um, and then when the vaccinations, they were going to have the mass vaccinations and whatnot. <laughs> and mind you, tier three isn't, it's not one, two, three, four, one, well, one being the best, it's four being the best. So four you think it would yes. go, like three is like, oh, well, what do you mean? There, If three is, that's, you know, almost no. the worst. No, three's almost the best. Four is the best. So it goes opposite. Like red wasn't the worst. I. Don't I don't know how purple, they came purple up. Purple was the worst, and then <laughs> yeah. red was better, and then it goes orange and then yellow. Yeah. Uh, obviously, norm- zero think is red be would be the, Yeah. Red should be the best. Same thing as DEFCON. DEFCON one is higher than DEFCON four. Right. Yeah. So, so it's 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 I don't know why they did that, but whatever. You know, it's it's a good sign you're doing that. And then you also get the news that Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk is supposed to open up tomorrow, which when you're yep. hearing this would be April first. With with the rides. With rides, uh, yep. same as Universal Studios Hollywood opens April 15th. And that one, apparently, they did some work on the uh, Jurassic World ride because that had just opened right before everything shut down. The Jurassic World ride right. did. Yep. And I guess they added they added either a T-Rex into it somehow or something else. So you have that at Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, Knott's Berry Farm is said, yeah, I saw this one. They're going to say they're going to open up sometime in May. I don't think they're in a rush because the Boysenberry Festival is just dominating Disneyland. <laughs> all, all their they're, festivals at Knott's this whole last this whole year pandemic has been crazy. Has been dominating. I, th- I think that the, the difference is is Disneyland has a lot more security risk type thingies where they have to plan, whereas Knott's Berry Farm they already have stuff pre set up where when you close a ride you can't access it. So yeah. I think it's easier for them just to close the rides off, put a bunch of benches and part picnic tables up, and whoever's going to go is going to go. So, you know, they're, I think them waiting until May is smart because here's what's going to happen. What happens when everything opens up and all of a sudden 
none of the stuff that they expected to go wrong goes wrong and they don't have to do half the stuff that Disney's having to do. So let's say, for instance, it goes all the way till, you know, because Disney's not open until the end of April. So not my open May 1st. Who knows? But yeah. um, I think Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk's a different level because it's so much easier to take care of them. It's a smaller area, smaller rides. Well, and they opened um, up for three days before. Correct. And then you got on this list, Six Flags Magic Mountain opens up April 3rd. So on a Saturday, um, I wonder. I wonder. Did you see this? Be their weekend only thing? I I don't know. It was just a list that had a whole bunch of when they were open up, um, or when they were opening up so down in L.A. Orange I think County. Sometimes they do like a limited run at. Um, yeah, up, so. and I know during like the slower times, like you said, it's just the weekends and they close earlier and whatnot. Right. And so, and the cool part is, so like, um, didn't mention this, but like San Diego Zoo's open. And um, a lot of the zoos are. We went. I actually went yeah. to the zoo this past Friday. It was a ton of fun. I am now a member of the Fresno uh, Chafee Zoo, so uh, we'll be trying to go down there once a month to go house, visit the animals. Um, but uh, there's no opening date for SeaWorld, but Legoland is says it's going to open on April 15th. I see a lot of them shooting for April 15th, and I feel like that's kind of perfect because I know rides or the theme parks would be able to be opened april 1st so i think what they're doing is they're giving themselves two weeks because last time we did this two weeks later everything shut back back down excuse me yep so i think that they're basically giving themselves those those two weeks obviously um like i said santa cruz beach boardwalk is kind of a different beast um and then SeaWorld's different too because there's so much water and everything involved you're obviously i know i know they're they're not going to do the Orca shows anymore, so that doesn't even really matter. But I think some of the SeaWorlds have rides now. They're not like yeah. kids. So they're probably having to figure out how do you block off some of the certain animals that are like main attractions to make sure you don't run into a problem with you know cleaning stuff and whatnot. Yeah, so. exactly. And, and I think for the other, the April 15th as well, too. I mean, mind you. If they had a lot of people laid off, they have to bring them all back. And if they're all union, they got to make sure everyone's good. And I forgot, uh, or I didn't know this, that in California, if you do um, any type of safety or whatnot, it's a yearly training you have to do. Correct. You have to do so, all right now. All, since they've been done a year, that's expired. So they have to do all of that. Um, and just making sure are there all the, the permits are up to date. Um, and the training, whatever they need to do, are uh, are up to date as uh, as well. And I don't think I put this in. Let me see if I did know that. Um, oh, actually, <laughs> I did. It's down down further. But I'll say I'll say it right now because it's not. <laughs> is that um, for Disney? They're actually paying some cast members to receive the the vaccine shot. And it's through, it's not all cast members, it's through a specific union, because they're all different unions, um, right, depending right. on what you do. And it's, you get paid uh, for four hours, but one four-hour slot. And it's weird, because they're like, oh, that's cool, but what about the people that already got it? Well, it started January 1st. So if you got it already, you could get, or got it earlier, um, you get that, that four-hour pay um oh wow so i thought that was it it does help because i know eventually 
with this whole idea behind it, they're going to want everyone to get vaccinated. And so that kind of gives people an incentive, especially the ones that don't have the opportunity to make any money and they're trying to make extra money. So, yep, no, it, exactly. So, um, but yeah. And like you said, a lot of the zoos and whatnot as well, or parks, I just kind of hit the big theme parks in down in LA. Yeah. But it most of the zoos all of them are, are, most of the zoos are already open. Um, I yeah. did, I did kind of look at it to see, because I was, I, I was interested to be like, you know, cause we went to the Fresno zoo and like for my son's birthday, we went to the San Francisco zoo and the Fresno Zoo was a lot more laid back. You did feel like you were being watched a lot more. Um, but I was excited because we um, they had it set up. We, we actually got to feed the giraffes, which you could not do in San Francisco. And the Fresno, they have a whole program for you getting sanitized. They sanitize. You sanitize your hands before you do anything. And then they hand you the lettuce in your hands. And then that's what you give to the giraffes. So interesting fact, because I was wondering, I'm like, how do you keep feeding these things all day long lettuce when people come to pay for this, you know, like little yeah. feature? And they're like, oh, there's no nutritional value. Legitimately, all they get out of it is water. So that's I'll why they like just... it. They're not, they're, they're not bending down to get water. They just eat all these leaves. And she goes, right. unless he's over here. If he's over here, the alpha male, none of the other ones come around. None of them. <laughs> Yeah, makes so sense. Well, shoot, and, it, so. and lettuce is what what they say like ninety five percent water, pretty much ninety five ninety seven percent. So exactly, so uh, that was fun. But you, most zoos are open, so take a look at those to see if you. Well, shoot, you, now you got to hit the San Diego up. Zoo then, and hit you hit all the big ones in California, pretty much. Uh, Sacramento, we still have Sacramento, and doesn't L A have a zoo too? I don't. I just know the San Diego Zoo, and I guess technically, kind of Sea World is kind of a zoo kind of you know i know because well, they have the, they have san diego zoo they also have bush gardens somewhere down there yeah bush gardens is the one that it's more like a preserve which fresno has that i didn't realize that the main part of it with the with the like the lions and all that stuff you don't even get close because they're out like just wandering around this big plateau so yeah like the africa cool. part or something like that yeah exactly yeah so yeah. Uh, let us know if you've gone to any theme parks or if you're planning on going anywhere. Go to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcastgaming and let us know. Um, the next story is hilarious. Okay. <laughs> right. So um, Little Nas X it came out with – well, it's not even him. It's not even him. It's another yeah. company is partnering with him, which they're the ones that design the shoes, and they have the Satan shoes. And they do have a scripture on it that talks about um, some devil stuff. but And it has a pentagram inside the sole and I think on the actual sole, the front of the on shoe as well. On top where the laces are, yeah. And here's the problem. Okay, first of all, okay, these are Nikes, but Nike has no, no involvement. This company has done this before. And guess what? No one complained. You want to know why? Because it was an angel one and it had a, had like John 316 on it or something like that. So this is all a ploy. And people are like, Nas X, I can't believe you, Lil Nas X. You're so disgusting, grinding up on Satan. I'm like, you guys do realize that Old Town Road, he sings about committing adultery and drinking lean, which is a is a mix of of codeine and something else. I'm not hip on that stuff, but he's drinking something that's illegal, like a scissor um, type deal. Yes, exactly. And it's 
I'm like, you guys don't listen to the lyrics, do you? You know, it's so people are all mad at him. Nike is suing, and I've heard um, Nike is only suing just to save face because so many people said they weren't going to support them anymore, and they were straight up like, "What are you? What are you talking about? The Satan shoe? We don't know what you're talking about." And it was literally, <laughs> it was that, and basically what it was is there's gonna be a limited number of them, six hundred and sixty six. And Shocking. the problem people have is they said that it's going to have red ink in the bottom with a, one drop of human blood. I mean, how are you going to yep. prove that? How are you going to prove it? I mean, it's. I think it's just a ploy. The shoes sold for like I think twelve hundred dollars or a thousand dollars a piece. Yeah, I saw a guy uh, open them yesterday. One of the gamers that I follow on YouTube, and dude, they come. I know why they're twelve hundred dollars. Just the packaging alone. It came in a you know a the cardboard box but they came in like a like pelican otter box type case right with the foam and everything in them it wasn't just in a cardboard shoe box i mean it was in probably i don't know one of those hundred couple hundred bucks those um, bigger pelican ones are four to five hundred dollars right Ex- exactly and it had his little symbol on it uh yes. not a pentagram but i forgot what it looks almost like a snake like a whole bunch of snake heads on it etched yes. into the case and then the shoes were obviously they had the foam and everything um in there and, and cut out it's like well shoot there's half your cost right there i mean the cool thing is is um because and like you're saying with the shoes that they did before for the angel shoes it had you know like this one has uh red dye and a drop of blood in the sole where the angel shoes had it was like holy water um on the bottom right. of them. So they just replaced holy water with red water. Um, but I mean, <laughs> they look, I mean, the, the two shoes, if you take just them at face value, I mean, it's a cool idea. And, yeah. And, 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 and what they're doing. And people are so uneducated. They don't realize what's going on. They don't pay attention. And so they sit here and they act like, Oh, you know, uh, this is blasphemy. This is this. This is that. And I'm just kind of like, well, you know what, you know, you do you. He he he's not pushing this on anybody. He's not pushing it on you. So just mind your business. And no, no one asked for your opinion, Karen, because um, that's exactly what's going on. And I, I get kind of frustrated sometimes because it doesn't go to their narrative. And no one did their research that I'm boycotting Nike. And I'm like you're the same people who said you're boycotting Nike because they're they were sponsoring um uh Colin Kaepernick on something that had nothing to do with sports and so I was just kind of like I don't know and I I, I mean I, I'm okay with the shoe I think it looks actually pretty cool and right. um I, I look forward to this people their their next collaboration to see what they do because I know what has to happen is Nike and them are gonna settle out of court. Because Nike's gonna flat out probably tell them, "Look, you guys can't be doing saying there's human blood inside these shoes." You know well, how how can they be making the shoes? Because it's got the Nike swoosh and everything on it. How can they be can, doing it with that? You can you can buy. There is no there is nothing against you reselling Nike shoes. There's nothing against that. You are not selling the shoe. You're selling your artwork basically. So you can buy those blank shoes and you can do designs on them all you want, and that's what people do. So that's kind of the way uh, yep. around it, on quote unquote selling a, a Nike or a branded shoe. Because or, you're not saying because what you could say is, well, we're selling the shoe for the price that we bought it for. 
what we're paying you're paying for is the artisticness and all the modifications that, that were made everything on it okay. exactly because they're not altering the nike logo they're not doing anything to the nike logo to make it look bad they're adding stuff to it that's the other yeah trick. <laughs> like you said it's like they got a blank canvas and put their artwork on it and it's like yep. hey you know you're paying um for the the uniqueness of it not necessarily yep. the name brand for it exactly huh, interesting. So, exactly so we'll see um the next thing this was crazy when i saw tim shared it so netflix purchased the knives out sequels for 450 million dollars um and daniel craig and ryan johnson both confirmed this was the case and it was shocking to me because obviously the first one was did really really well. Still haven't watched it. I really Three, want to watch. Three hundred and eleven point four million dollars. Yeah, it made and, and it didn't. It wasn't. It, didn't, it wasn't. It wasn't made for very much. Um, what was the budget on that one? Well, well, it made a net profit of eighty-two million. So it it cost about two hundred and thirty million to make. So. <laughs> You know they're paying four hundred fifty million for just the rights to it. For, so, it, I mean, for yeah, forty million budget, so, forty million. Oh, the budget was forty million. Yeah. So then, why did that mean, one say net profits off? Maybe maybe the budget. The, we know what it might have been because the budget they don't sometimes they don't include the marketing and stuff like that. Yeah. Or it might be old. Either that or or they just calculated the net profit on like the US market. I don't know, whatever. Well whatever it, it is. made three hundred over three hundred eleven and it cost approximately forty. So basically they're banking on this next one being great. And I heard the first one's great. I think it's just good to point out because four hundred and fifty million dollars is a lot of money. And for those that don't know, this can still appear in theaters. The 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 a sequel can because people don't know like Amazon they have a lot of films that go in the theaters. You know, I'm sure they probably would have even more if it wasn't for the pandemic. So, like, their their big one was The Big Sick that Kumail Nanjiani made. And it was uh, the story about basically a real-life story, you know, a little bit different, but about his him and his real wife. And, um, you know, Amazon bought that one. And what people don't know is I found this out through podcasts that basically a lot of these movies like that, they go out. They go to film festivals, and when they're at the film festival, they'll be like, "Hey, look at this film!" And these people will come to all with offers when they see the film at the at for distribution rights. So, technically, this one's different because they bought the sequels; they haven't been made yet. So that means they want creative direction, possibly spinoffs. Who knows? So, um, big day, uh, and we'll see what they do with it. Yeah, it was interesting that, you know, and it said sequels. It was like plural. It's like, okay, well, you're not just wanting to do one. You're probably going to do a couple to get that $450 million. Well, I think the reason why they say sequels is there's probably a number they put on it, how many films they get the rights to. Yeah. Because it, it's kind of like um, when I think it was one of the James Bond movies – uh they can't so the james bond movies couldn't use blofeld until recently because the rights to that character were owned by somebody else or something some sort of deal and i think what happens is um it's kind of like my favorite story ever about a contract 
is uh, there's Bobby two of Bonilla. them. No. So no doubt uh, they did a cover. What song do they cover? I can't remember the song they cover. They did a um, they covered a song. And the reason why they covered it was because they owed the studio an album. And Gwen Stefani was trying to do her solo career. So they came in real quick and put out a single just to satisfy their contract. It's the same thing with 30 Seconds to Mars, who is fronted by Jared Leto. He basically, you know, became big acting wise and his band still owed one, you know, another album. So what they did was they created this very polarizing, very, you know, graphic album where the videos were like, I think one of them's, I can, the, the single from the album was like them in Iraq or something like that, something crazy. But it's just, you know, it's one of those things where I think they just put those contracts out there so that basically if it's a hit, the first sequel, they can do a spinoff. And I think when they say sequels, it may even be like, oh, we're going to do a prequel. That's like a derivative. It's not even close. So yeah. They're covering their bases, saying seek wells. So we'll, yeah. we'll we'll see how that pays off in the end. Right. Well, and that means that they got to do a good job with them. Because if, if you bomb the first one. You, you just waste all that, that money. That $450 exactly. million, Yeah, you're done. And that's not even, that's what's crazy is the $450 million is not even including, I think it may include scripts. It probably does include scripts that maybe have been written for the sequels. Yeah. But it doesn't include making the movie, so that means they're still out another fifty million. Yeah, yeah, that's like, just the that's just the rights to get so it. So you're looking at the first film is in a first film they do if they even do it, because I've heard of a lot of people like comedian wise they'll sell their scripts for you know ten to twenty five thousand dollars and it never gets made. But yeah. this right here, I mean, minimum if, if the next one costs the same as the first one, forty million. That yep. means they're four hundred and ninety million dollars in the first one, and if it's ten times more, it has to be double the success, success yep. to make a decent profit. So, right? I mean, maybe they know something that we don't. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, they just got to keep pumping out a couple good ones and and recoup it back that way. We'll see. Right. Um, the next one's kind of big, a little big. I don't know. Um, they're putting violent content warnings. Um, to the Falcon, the winter soldier description, um, because it is, it is pretty violent. I mean, it shows dudes beating each other up. I mean, if you've ever watched a Marvel movie, it's, it's, it's the exact same thing as the movies kind of thing. Um, and, and it's, and it's not like a huge, big, crazy one. It's literally, I mean, from what I saw is a sentence. Well, it's the same thing you see like in the beginning of the HBO channel when you're watching and it says yeah. violence, adult content, whatever. So, <laughs> I mean, shoot, the South Park one is longer than this one that they show at the beginning of each episode. And well, I'll, yeah. and I'll, well, obviously South Park's a little different, but, you know, all it says is it's fictional set in the comic book world. The series contains violent scenes that may be viewed as triggering or unsettling to some viewers, particularly in light of recent real world tragic events. That's pretty much it. The, the top part kind of gives like a background of the character and who they're played by, a.k.a. and uh, a quick synopsis of. OK, of what's I'll what's have to check it out. On. Yeah. Eh, it is what it is. But I thought I thought it was interesting and it popped up I'm like, oh, and especially with the show already being out. 
Yeah, well, there is um, there is a part where they're talking about. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think in one of them, uh, they talk about because they're a black family, that's why they're not getting a loan kind of thing. So there is some racial tension built up into it, and um, and they do. It's weird because the way they so it's hard to explain. I'll have to explain to you off the podcast. So I don't spoil it for people, but there's a reason why things are happening the way they're happening, and it's not it's not anything realistic according to the real world. But if you re, if you change what they're doing to to real world topics, replace it, them with what they're doing, it makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. And what's crazy is, is this was pretty much done filming. I think during it didn't it filmed a little bit in the in the pandemic, but not much. And so it, it, they 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 did a really good job about structuring this to where people would understand and, and see stuff. So That's um, good. the next one I have never seen Enchanted, but they're having a new one on Disney's Plus plus a movie called disenchanted and idina menzel and james marston are both returning i know james marston was in it so enchanted that's the one where they come to present day isn't it i think so and from what i from what I remember hearing is i think it's, it's amy like, adams <laughs> yeah it's it's like a uh actually like a pretty good movie yes they come they come to present day somehow whatever yeah, um, I have no idea what it's about, but I do know they they were very proud to get both of them back for the movie. I mean, it's Disney. I'm like, this isn't like some made for TV movie. This is Disney. Disney gets who they want. It's yeah. no big deal. Right. I- exactly. So we'll see how they approach it. Because what's weird is I haven't seen too much stuff about um, like. I used to see a lot more. I used to see a lot more stuff about like, oh, this show's coming and then it starts filming pretty soon. But lately, we barely see any info aside from this is who's rumored to be in it, this is who is in it. And outside of that, you're just kind of left guessing what it's going to be about, what they're going to. It's. I I do appreciate what they're doing with it, but I mean, we'll see because things can change between now and then. So, uh, well, fingers crossed. The next thing, though, is the one that was kind of the big one besides the last our last topic. This one was huge. So they the Star Wars Facebook page in the Twitter just said, hey, uh, here's the cast of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So we knew about Ewan McGregor. We knew about Hayden Christensen. Um, we knew about, I think her name is Moses, Moses Ingram. We knew about her and Joel Edgerton, who I didn't know about. And, and we knew about, um, I can't, I can never pronounce her name. I think it's Indira uh, Varma. We knew about her. She was in Game of Thrones. Who didn't know who was in it was Kumail Nanjiani, Sung King, and O'Shea Jackson Jr. So you knew who those you knew who they are, right? Yeah, I know O'Shea Jackson Jr. is uh Ice Cube's Ice kid. Cube's son. Yeah. Yeah. Sun King is Han from the Fast that, and the Furious series. So okay, he was from uh, Fast and I, Furious. I say, all those names sound familiar. And then Kumail Nanjiani is huge for me because 
I love him as a comic. He's hilarious. He's um uh he's in that uh what's the one with uh Dave Bautista where he has the Uber group uh Stuber. Yeah, he's he's that's the him. other guy. That's what it is. Yeah, that's that's Kumail, and he's also going to be in the new Marvel one, The Eternals. So I'm like, he's comedic. He's made it in Eternals and now Obi Wan Kenobi. And the crazy part is, is like, he, he like he got ripped for the Eternals. So I don't know what he's me. I don't know the other people really. I didn't really look into them because I saw Kumail, and then I saw Sun King, and I was like, wait, what's going on? So I, w- I was super shocked by that, but I'm excited. I'm happy for them, and I can't wait till they start filming because it's going to be an amazing show. Nothing to say about that one? Oh, no, I thought you froze. Like, you got, no. like, really still. I'm very still. I'm very still. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it'll be excited to see once it once it comes out and starts filming and everything, especially with all the names that were tied to it and that we knew early on um, mm-hmm. on it. I just be curious to see how they what their I mean, kind of guess on what the roles are, but exactly when it comes out and how what um, what kind of path they go down. Yeah, um, yeah, coming yeah. back for this. So, no, it's it's, uh, it's exciting, especially getting the cast. um that played them that that played them early in the right. in the prequels. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh we'll squeeze it in here real quick. Rick and Morty returns Adult Swim June twentieth, and they tweeted a hilarious tweet that said, Now you can start asking us about season six. See if Rick <laughs> and Morty returns for season five on Sunday, June twentieth at eleven PM Eastern on Adult Swim. That's really the only reason why I got um uh hbo max is because that's where it lives after it goes on live so i don't have to get it on um apple tv because i have a couple of the seasons on apple tv because i couldn't get them anywhere else so uh, i'm excited for that i wanted to make sure i squeeze that in there and then going into the next thing is so disney plus they released a new trailer for the bad batch it just shows a little bit more not much but I didn't know this, and Tim's informing me it's going to have a 70-minute premiere on May 4th, the most holiest of holy days, aside from Easter for us. Um, that's amazing, 70-minute premiere. My thinking is, I was talking to Connor from ConCon's Cantina, check him out, today, and um, we know this is going to end. There's, this is going to be a one-and-done. It's probably only going to be six episodes because... I mean, when we meet the Bad Batch in season seven of the Clone Wars, the end is nigh for the um, the Empire. Oh, not Empire, the Republic. So the or Order sixty six happens in the episode, and uh, epi- last the yeah the last episode of Clone Wars, and the Bad Batch is involved in the beginning of the season. The only thing I can think of, which is a theory I have is that um, because of their mutations and their differences, they don't have the chip that tells them to execute Order 66. Because it does show them in the trailer, not a spoiler, it shows them on Kamino, um, which is where the clones are made, and they're fighting. So either, you know, something happened to where they got told, you know, either they're there to fight other people, or they don't have the chip in them and they're there to defeat the other clones. So 
there's so many endless possibilities and me seeing that it's a 70 minute episode that's crazy right and i thought that was interesting where that you know most of them you don't see i mean it may be like a if it's normally uh a 20 minute it'll be like 35 minutes or something you know add a add a couple more minutes um to the first episode right um, I think they're just they're only like 22 minutes yeah exactly just to kind of cover some you know maybe a little bit of of backstory in the beginning um to fit everything in to where they want to end that first episode at but this one's 70 minutes jeesh i mean over an hour yeah so i will be watching it the day it drops because i'm cool like that so we're going to see what happens. The next t- topic we have, which is actually kind of interesting, um, Russell Crowe has been reportedly uh, seen with uh, several people. I think also Benedict Cumberbatch has been seen in the th- Thor Love and Sun- Thunder hanging out with uh, Tycho and um, with Chris Hemsworth. Russell Crowe's Australian, so I don't know how shocking it would be. But it is saying that he showed up for something. They they won't say what it is. They won't say if he's a character. They won't say if he's just there hanging out with Chris Hemsworth. They don't. They're not saying anything. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what he plays if he is in Thor: Love and Thunder. I'm the most excited to see is Matt Damon back in it again, and uh, Melissa McCarthy is playing fake Hella. So I'm excited to see her in it too. Because oh, you haven't watched the movies, Tim. No clue what um, you're talking about, but I'm sure Matt, if Matt Damon, Matt Damon plays fake Loki in one of the, like they're doing a play, and Matt Damon plays like one of the actors in the play. He's not Matt Damon in it, and then one of the Hemsworths younger the the not Chris and not um, Liam Liam is they have a younger brother. He plays fake Thor in the play. And so they're, what they're doing is they're bringing Melissa McCarthy to play fake Hela, which is their sister they didn't know about. And so it's kind of like con- continuing the tradition of, you know, so bringing what, on these people. What movie is that like fake play in or is it not related to any movie? No, it's in the movie. I think it's in Thor Dark World. I think. Okay, so it's in one of just it's in the Thor movies, not in any one of, of the, the other Thor movies. movies. Yeah, it's in one of the Thor me- movies. Okay, um, gotcha. I just rewatched a bunch of them, so I I should know, but I don't remember. Um, so you know, um, the last thing we're talking about before the Disney pile is uh, cruises are trying to get back going, but they they have to deal with the Passenger Vessel Services Act. What's that? I don't even know what that is. I didn't either until I was listening to another podcast um, about it. And it was primarily talking about Disney and, you know, what what can you do, obviously, with Disneyland opening back up. Um, Alani is is open as well as Hawaii, you know, kind of loosens their restrictions, kind of loosens it. You don't have to stay 14 days there. You just got to prove you got the a negative test and, and whatnot. Um, so they're, they're still kind of stringent, but not as bad as they were before. Um, and then the other ones, like she was saying, is, well, you know, Disney's got a cruise line. And I didn't know this, but uh, obviously the Alaska cruise are very popular, whether it's Disney or any type of cruise. Everyone right. says you got to do it. Well, a popular, uh, obviously Alaska's on the West Coast, a uh, popular uh, port to go out of is um, up in Seattle area. Uh, just because you don't want to go to Long Beach because it takes 
you know, I'm sure there is ones that go up uh, out of there. It's just a longer uh, trip to go to to do it. Right. Um, but C- Seattle's one of them. Well, I guess this passenger vessel service act is you can't it it prohibits ships from visiting two U.S. ports back to back. So you can't go out of um, like Seattle and go straight up to Alaska. That's why they always normally stop off in Canada. Well, Canada has restricted entrance for people basically outside of, of Canada from com- right. coming in, whatever their restrictions are. So now with the cruises, it's like, well, is there going to be a you know, kind of work around with this. The cruise lines are like, Hey, we want to get back going here. Right. Um, Which you know, we're ready to too. go, <laughs> but we got to figure this out because the penalty is $762 for each passenger that's transported and landed there. Not just $762 for one. If you got, I don't know, 20,000 people on this boat or, you know, whatever it is, it's basically 762 bucks per head. So what they're (laughs) exactly, and I didn't know that. So they're saying it's like, okay, now if we just go in, dock, don't let anyone off, get our book stamp that says, hey, we were here, and then, you know, maybe stay there for an hour or whatever it is, and then mosey on our way up. Does that count? Because hey, we got the book stamped, or does it actually have to like people have to disembark for it to count? So. The cruises are working that out. So they're, uh, they're trying to basically make sure they can game the system while also following the rules. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because this was an act from way back in the day when, um, uh, you know, boating and whatnot, not passenger. Well, obviously it became passenger vessel, but before just commerce and boating was, was right. really popular yeah. um, on it. So. It's kind of like, you know, hey, we're ready to work, but they've just haven't heard anything back. And I thought that was really interesting, which is probably way. And, and like I said, it's just for, you know, two U.S. ports. So if you're going to like Bahamas or something like that, you know, that's that's fine. It's just um, dealing with the with the U.S. And if you're going from island to island in Hawaii, that um, doesn't count because there's a different act that deals with, with Hawaii. That with that yeah so it's just this one and the primary the big one is the alaskan one that leaves from um either california or the washington area and goes up there because most of them stop in um in canada to to do this uh well the big the big problem i see is that um they don't they i mean i see i see why they're trying to do that to be safe and whatnot but I mean, you can't even leave the country now. Like you've heard of the stories about everyone getting stuck in Mexico because they 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 don't have anywhere to go. Yeah, no, it, it, exactly. So <laughs> they're hoping that either there's kind of like a, a temporary workaround on it, or because they're like, we want to go, but we can't do it because Canada's not allowing anyone in, or it's going to be a big old long paper trail to get people to go in there, and it's just not right. going to be worth it. Um, but the cruise wants to go because Alaska is a very, very popular place to go. My grandma's been there three times. <laughs> right, exactly. Especially doing a cruise. Most people say if you are going to do it, do it on the cruise because it hits all the big ports 
um, there unless you have family or want to go elsewhere then you know you could do it differently but with the cruise hey it's 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 perfect you get to see everything and hit all the touristy and the other thing is is think about alaska you know that's their that cruise industry is huge up there for them getting people coming doing you know commerce seeing everything buying stuff um you know you just get the people up there well now <laughs> it's not that they're cut off but if this is going to be a hiccup in the line well the end product is them going up to Alaska and spending money. So they're kind of suffering up there as well, especially those uh, port towns that are, are big enough for a cruise ship to come into. So yeah. ho- hopefully they, they do a workaround and whatnot. And I know the, according to the travel agent that was talking is that the, the cruise industry or whatever their thing is, is that they not necessarily that they're frustrated, but they're like, Hey, we're ready to work. We're here at the table. Come on, let's go. Let's get this going. Because the longer we wait, then the longer it's gonna gonna take. Or if you guys don't do anything, we just gotta wait for it to, for Canada to do whatever they're gonna do. <laughs> we don't know when that's gonna happen. No, and it's and like we're, you, we're willing you rely, to. You can't rely on on, it, on them either. Because it, it, exactly, it's like yeah. we're willing to work with you, but let's come to the table and and get something get something going here. So well, I thought that was really interesting. That's, it is pretty interesting. I was sh- I, I'm, I I would have never even thought about that kind of stuff because I mean when you're talking about cruises, I'm like, hey, why can't you just get on a boat and go? I mean, a lot of people just go on boats and goes. They don't have to deal with any of that kind of stuff, but apparently right. they do. So, yeah. uh, so well, good luck to the cruise lines because I mean I don't know how they're going to rebound from this, but they need to do something because it, it's not looking pretty. Uh, for them in the near future and i do know that like i think a lot of them are are basically threatening to sue if they don't get allowed to go out this coming up sale season so uh, we'll see what happens right well now we're going into the disney pile my favorite pile um we're going to kind of do a little bit rapid fire not too fast but we're going to go rapid fire on it a little bit where the first thing we're going to talk about is well basically I mean, they've got basically there's a lot of refurbishment. So you're refurbishing. They're adding the incredible theme rooms to Disney's Contemporary Resort. That started. I want to um, see pictures of that because I think that would look cool if they do it right. Well, and they they did concept photos for the Moana theme rooms at Olani, didn't they? Yeah, and they're uh, they're coming to the Polynesian Resort, and actually they're done with them. They've already uh, did the yes, they, did they most already of the rooms yeah. at at there because well, the Polynesian is going through a huge. Um, refurb right now like they took out the whole monorail station and everything um, but those look fan. the Moana ones look awesome and I saw yes, ooh, the Incredibles that would look pretty cool I just want to see um, finished product on it yeah that would be good and then there's a lot of refurbishment they got the um, Tomorrowland Transit Authority refurbishment is now extended to May which that I mean that's the thing don't rush it please don't rush it make it worthwhile Dude, right and that's been down since March but not even due to uh, due to the pandemic, it's just they keep pushing it back and back. Yeah, kind of an ongoing saga there. And then um, the, this one right here, I saw this—not this part of it, but 
apparently they're going to be upgrading the app functions and the mobile functions for Disney stuff. So guests will soon be able to charge purchases to hotel rooms with new magic mobile services at Walt Disney World. My When I went to Disney World in 2011, they were using your room key. Your room key was everything. It had your meal plan on it. You could even charge stuff to your room on it. And I've heard you're also they're allowing for some guests to actually book tickets through their phone now and have them be on their phone. So you're basically, instead of having the magic band, they're going to allow the phone option. So there's a lot of stuff they're working on to make it a little bit more convenient for those going to the parks. Exactly. Um, And with everything, a lot of stuff is on your phone already through, through the app. Like you said, when you went, everything was on the hotel key. Well, when we went, everything was on the magic band and you could, not everything. It's whatever stuff you want to be linked up on there. Like you don't, if you right. don't put a credit card on there, you can't charge anything. You know, you right. can pick and choose what what you want on there. Which is well, smart. Now this you don't is... want some kid <laughs> buying everything on it, it, on his thing, going, it, it, Dad, it, I bought this, and I I can't take R two D two home on the plane. <laughs> right? Yeah. Ex- exactly. And now they're just doing that um, on the phone, so people don't have to you know worry about. Um, having the tap in their band they just have it on on their phone so just more more accessible which i mean at disneyland I mean, you had the fa- uh fast pass so or the max yeah, pass on it already yeah, the max pass recently got added yeah um and so we already did that one disneyland is extending unused single day and multi-day ticket expiration dates ahead of parks reopening now this is smart and the reason why i'm saying this is smart is for people who are in California, this means if you bought, I bet you they had some sort of deals going on for Southern California because I'm pretty sure they had the one pass out there where it was before March. Like when, when the wife and I went for the one two years ago for April, it was if you went before April 30th, it was like 30% off or something like that for, for single day tickets. So yeah. you got three tickets for one park, and it ended up being like half the price. So I bet you what they do is they have a lot of people they know. Because here's the thing. They're going to have limited capacity. You're going to have a lot of restrictions. Um, we're going to mention it later about the, you know, the, the what, basically what they're requiring for going in the parks. But, you know, to put it simply... There's a lot of people who aren't going to go because they can't meet the requirements. You can't wear a mask all day long. You can't do this. You can't do that. They're going to want to make sure everything is packed so they sell out of all their stuff. They, I mean, they're not hurting right now because, you know, Disney Plus is doing great. And then also selling of all the um, uh, the different products still online and in downtown Disney. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's just expected. They're probably going to try and get people in the park as much as possible. And I have a feeling... By March 30th, the requirements for the capacity is already going to be changed again. Now, if they go by it or they agree with it, because people don't people need, need to not forget, Disney can flat out say, no, we're good. We'll keep it at this capacity until we, we want to. They don't have to do anything. So, yeah. Well, and just from yesterday to today, the, since they moved up a tier, uh, or let's just say the beginning of the week to today, uh, they were at 50 or they were allowed to be at 15%. Then they got bumped up a tier. And now they could be at 25%. But like you said, Disney could be, I mean, 25% is the max capacity you could be at. They could say, no, we're going to do 15, 20, 22. You know, they can't open up at 50%, but um, 
<laughs> but with it, with the tiers and and moving up, uh, obviously they could get get more into it. Now, whether they do or not, uh, the we'll world find may, out soon enough. <laughs> may never know. But with with the tickets, I mean, shoot, they're pushing dates back, and, and of course, it all depends on if it's a non promotional or promotional single day, multi day. Um, but a non-promotional single-day ticket will get pushed back to December 30th of 2022. And a wholly unused non-promotional multi-day ticket um, will have an expiration of January 12th of 2023. And then, like anything, the tickets will expire 13 days after the first use or the January 12th of 2023. So, so basically what they're doing smartly is, is they're trying to make sure that... They, they, I think they just don't want to make multiple changes, so they're just saying, "Hey, look, this is what it's going to be." So take it or oh, leave yeah. it. Oh yeah, and in their system, it's all barcode operated. So all they have to do is go through. Okay, well, now these slates of tickets are going to be here's when their expiration date is. When these ones, I mean, they got the IT people and everything to do that and do it pretty easy. Uh, you know, just make sure that you know what ticket you have, and I'm sure you could call them, email them, Twitter, anything like that. They're there's a lot of ways of to get a hold of them now with them getting back to you or you may have to be on hold for a long time, but you could see when your ticket um, expires if you have any questions on it. Yeah, I want to squeeze in too a congratulations to both uh, Don and Monica who got recalled for Disney. Um, so I'm very happy my friends are getting back to work. Um, they're both very excited. Um, uh, I know a lot of people are trying to get a leave of absence because they don't feel safe, which has Fully, I fully understand, um, but I am happy that people who do want to go back to work are going to be able to. And uh, Disney's working with a lot of those people, so congratulations to them and uh, nice. Don yeah, and Monica and and anyone else who has gotten their call back. We're so happy for you guys. Um, so uh, oh, so they're testing the Incredicoaster, according to Tim, uh, yeah, in anticipation of reopening. Days. So that's kind of cool. Um, I people don't realize like. Um, like tower, not tower, tower. Now it's Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Somebody has to ride that ride. Like I don't know how many times. I think it's like four or five times to make sure everything's working correctly. Yeah, and, they, and, and every time they're riding it, it's just because you can't check everything in one ride. Correct. And you'll see them. They literally have a clipboard. You'll see them in the back, and they have a checklist. And you'll see them. They're literally, literally. I've seen one where they went up and they saw something and they wrote it down and they weren't even, I'm like, I don't know how they're doing this and not get right. sick. This is insane. So, and uh, doing it calm, casual, like you're just sitting there in your office desk uh, or office chair at your desk. Exactly. Like, no, no problem. Like, Oh, I do this. This is nothing. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then um, they have new Coco and finding Dory light up Pixar pure, Billboard puzzles and Aladdin puzzle at Disneyland Resort. So yeah, is that is that cool to, like the billboard looking things that are puzzles yeah. or the actual puzzles? No, they're actual puzzles. Um, uh, and the the um, the picture on it is like the billboards there um, going down to Pixar Pier or the the wharf area cool. there. Um, and they act they light up, so it's cool. It, it looks like you do the puzzle and somehow there's a lighting contraption or whatnot and i don't know if you build a puzzle on top of the lighting thing or you build it and then somehow it it snaps into it. i i i don't know but it was i've never seen it seen it before um and the coco and finding dories was i think 20 bucks and the aladdin one was 25 
they're they're five bucks apart whether it's 20 and 25 or or 25 and 30 because i know that with the um uh with the light up part of it you can actually do that fairly easy with just they have the new little little wire things that connect on the back so it probably would be somewhat easy so that's pretty cool um and the craziest news was they announced today is when um, the Blue Bayou opens back up, they'll have a very limited uh, offering of alcohol. Yep. And like and anything, you can't go down there and get sloshed. You're only allowed two drinks. Well, and what I'm thinking is, is I guarantee the reason why they're probably doing that is they're probably having people who normally go to Club 33. They're not going to be able to get reservations for a significant amount of time. So yep. they're probably going to want to be, be able to get their, I guess, perks with drinking somehow. So yeah, either I mean it's either there or it's Oga's Cantina, um, but I know at Oga's it's more obviously geared towards Star Wars. So you can't go in there and be like, hey, give me a, a Coors Light or whatnot. Um, right. With this one, it's going to be beer, wine, and they have a specialty hurricane drink, which comes in a cool souvenir um, mug because you know like it being blue bayou and um in pirates the new orleans bayou theme um it looked pretty cool and it was funny i mean i've already seen i don't know a handful of memes that said oh hey you're going to blue bayou oh let's get you know trashed or whatnot right. and the next the the very next one is like dude you can only get two drinks so well which we'll is see how it goes uh, i'm you sure know. how most of them are um oh so yeah i actually saw this tiktok i showed my wife this tiktok that they're showing the cast members are uh in costume ready to work and um shows them wearing masks and um uh and it's the it's the tiktok trend where it says i'll pass the camera to and it's like the person who drives too fast and it's a guy working cars land and a uh, person whose head's always up in the stars and it's a person working galaxy's edge it's just a really cool tiktok um and you can tell that they're trying to get the you know momentum building, and um, the park looks immaculate. So it's gonna be super clean. Shouldn't smell too bad when you go there. So if you are, take pictures, send it to us at linktree l i n k t r dot e e slash fomocast gaming. Um, the last two are gonna take a little bit of time. I'm not gonna go too long, but we're gonna work on them. So California releases a revised theme park guidelines. It requ- requires outdoor queuing. All allows face covering exemptions, which this was a big one because um, uh, somebody famous had an issue where their child who has autism and doesn't like things on their face rides around like a little bubble car. So there's plastic all around it. The kid can breathe in it, but it's, you know, a safe thing. Well, there was no regulations on that for COVID. So people are like, well, he can't come in here. So there was a big ordeal. And obviously they've learned from it because, yeah. Yeah, well, and I and I think it's the difference um, also in, in the states like uh, Florida and and California as well because it came down from um, California, uh-huh. um, and nothing to say ab- about California, Florida, or whatnot. I think just in Florida it was, hey, if you can't wear a mask, that's our policy. You know, sorry, and like you said, with that famous uh guy well, i don't know i never heard of him but that doesn't mean he's not famous or whatnot but um and just with other people as well um that's kind of their policy and they didn't come out with anything you know ada or, or whatnot on it 
Um, where with this one, I think they kind of took a little bit more, um, you know, a different approach to it. Um, but it's a 13-page document. No, I'm not going to read it all or anything. Just kind of hit a, a couple points here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> five key prevention practices are outlined. Physical distancing to maximum uh, extent possible. Use of face covering by workers where respiratory protection is not already required and customers slash clients for indoor uh, locations ensure adequate adequate ventilation in all spaces, frequent hand washing and regular cleaning and disinfection, uh, training workers on these and other elements of the COVID-19 prevention program. So, I mean, that <laughs> kind of is, you know, it in a nutshell. Um but the, the crazy thing is, and you can kind of pop in whenever you want, I've kind of got, was it one, two, three, four, five, six bullet points here, and it's they're not crazy or anything. Um, employees must provide optional weekly COVID-19 tests for employees. Employers must provide optional weekly COVID-19 tests for employees. Employees who participate are not counted towards capacity limits. While employees who are not tested weekly do count towards capacity limits. So basically, if you're tested, you're not counted towards the limits. If you don't test, you're counted towards the limits. And those are employees. So if you have a lot of employees that aren't tested weekly, you're not going to get as many guests there. Um, so here's the, the face covering um, and, and a little different than Florida. So obviously we card for all employees and guests unless actively eating and drinking. And I'm sure they're going to have more on that. Like you have to be stationary and out of the way or whatnot. Um, <laughs> but it does call for par park operators to allow for exemptions identified in the CDPH face covering guidance. So, and the guidance is like a three page um, thing on it. Uh, and it basically, uh, includes exemptions for various physical and mental conditions. So performers who cannot wear face coverings during the performance may remove face coverings while performing. The performer must be at least six feet away from others. Unmasked performers performing near one another must be tested for COVID-19 at least twice per week. Um, as previously reported, part guests must be California residents and they are checking. A, it has to be a California issued ID at the gate. If not, wow. sorry. Yeah. So, and, and I don't know, uh, if like passports or anything like that, how, how exactly what it is kind of from what I heard and, um, I'm sure most of it's rumors or whatnot, or maybe there is somewhere, but it, it's gotta be like, Oh no, this is my Nevada, but I live here. It's like, Nope, sorry, you gotta have, um, you know, some sort of California issued residence ID. Um, during the park reservation process, guests must attest that no more than three separate households make up their visiting party. So I don't know how you're gonna do that. Now, here's the crazy one that I, I think it is <laughs> attractions may not be longer than 15 minutes. So just what? kind of. Kind of think about that. What? Yeah. Uh, queuing must be done outdoors, six feet physical distancing between parties. Household members may board uh, attractions together. Um, California also requiring that loading procedures be adjusted to allow physical distancing. If face coverings present a danger on the attraction, the attraction may not operate. <laughs> 
So that first line attractions may be not may not be longer than 15 minutes. So I went, I'm like, you know what? What attraction is longer than 15 minutes? Um, <coughs> there's a couple of them. Um, great moments with Mr. Lincoln is 16 minutes. So and and I don't know how much leeway they got or whatnot on it. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, one of their new big rides, is 18 minutes. So according to that, huh. it would not be on. Um, another one is like the flag retreat ceremony is 20 minutes. I don't know if they're going to have it or not because you can physically um, distance. But if you got a lot of people there, I mean, then it, even if you do physically distance, it's going to be a crowd. Um, and Savvy's workshop where you could do your custom lightsabers is 20 minutes. But I, I'm sure... Um, you they could cut five minutes out of that, but all what that means is you're not going to get a lot of the the show um, that they did, um, and that was kind of it for that. A lot of the other ones is oh, and they count the railroad as 22 minutes, so which I know is a loop around, but are they going to have okay? You could get up Main Street, but then you have to get off at New Orleans Square. Like at each stop, everyone has to get off because if not. I mean that's that's longer than fifteen minutes, so I yeah. thought that was that was interesting. Um, and then the uh, uh, occupancy is based on the fire department limit. If the fire department is not uh, established, then it will be um, parks operating design capacity. <coughs> Excuse me, dining, eat and drink obviously only in areas. Quick service locations must provide additional outdoor seating and shaded dining area. Food and drink is not allowed in queues or on attractions. So I wonder, because um, I know before you could kind of, oh, hey, I got a Starbucks, but they got, you know, you could drink it through the line. I don't know if they're going to be really sticklers on it or if it was a rule already before. I don't know. Um, and then this is for tier two, because that's what they were in as of a couple days ago. Obviously, uh, maximum 50% capacity, small groups only, uh, indoor capacity limited to 50%, no indoor dining, uh, walk-up ticket sales allowed. Um, so, And then you must have contact, a complete name and contact information, including phone number, so they could do contact tracing if they need to. Obviously, that has changed because now they're not in the red tier, they're in the orange tier, tier three. So... Um, I thought that was, you know, a good guideline uh, whatnot on it, and especially with the masks, where they do take into account, you know, people with um, physical or mental um, conditions. And just quickly on on the face coverings, um, where did it say? Persons who are hearing impaired or communicate with a person who's hearing impaired, where the ability to see the mouth. Um, is essential for communication. They're exempt from wearing face facial coverings, which is a problem because my ma- my aunt is deaf, and I don't know how many times she's told someone, "Hey, can I can't I I a I'm hard of hearing, and b I can't see your lips move. Can you pull your face mask down? You know, I'll stand back and do it." And there was a lot of, "Oh no, I I, I can't do that." She's like, "Well, then I I don't know what to tell you." Um, another one, like like I said, if you got a, a cover breathing, um, or medical condition breathing um that's another way that that um are exempt from wearing it and there was one 
Of course. Now I can't see it. Oh, if you're if you're a person who's incarcerated in prison and jails, um, you don't have to. You're exempt from wearing a mask, so that's good to know. Where in the heck was it? Anyways, it was like you could wear a face shield, <clears throat> but with the shield, um, that you had to have a piece of cloth at the bottom of it. Yeah, now of course I can't. You were saying something that just was... Yeah, but it was weird where before, it was just, hey, if you had the face shield, you, you were good because, you know, as long as it goes um, past the side of, of your, wraps around the side of your face, where now this one is, um, it, it, like, had to have a piece of cloth at the, at the bottom of it. Yeah, well, it's going to be, um, it's going to be interesting to see how they maintain everything, how oh, they keep here. all these regulations in. It's going to be tough. Yeah, of course, if you start talking and then I find it, so sorry to cut you off. But it says, um, persons ex exempt from wearing a face covering due to a medical condition who are employed in a job involving radio contacts others should wear a non-restrictive alternative such as a face shield with a drape on the bottom edge as long as their condition permits it. So that's what it is. So it's got to have to have a, a drape on the bottom edge of it. So you can't just have a, a face cover or a face shield that wraps around it's got to have a drape at the uh the bottom edge of it so well let's see if they stick with it because i don't know if it's um, <laughs> it's gonna be hard to keep it under control but no, i think it, they can it, do it and i know that that's what they're training their people on right now is how to approach people how to deal with all that kind of stuff because i mean if you can't handle it or you can't you can't approach people crazily because it's already been you know, people showing up on the internet because they're yelling or they're doing something crazy. So it's it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm glad that they, you know, kind of have that. There's a little bit more of a definition there um, for people with with medical and physical conditions um, that aren't able to wear or have a hard time wearing um, a mask. So. Now, hopefully yeah. it doesn't like anything and it's been done in the past and that's why they had to change it, um, that people don't who uh, aren't, uh, you know, in need of alternatives as to, to mask wearing um, take advantage of it because they've had to change the disabilities guest access because in Disney World, there's people on craigslist where you could basically rent him out uh, or rent a person out because he's in a wheelchair and you get front of the line or you go through the exit and hey you pay me 50 bucks an hour we'll go through um yeah i'll say i'm you know little johnny your cousin or whatever and this is my group and you go um not to the front of the line but you go through the exit uh right when you get up there so they had to change that where no, you can't go on the ride right when you come up to it. It's basically, hey, it's a 20-minute wait time. Come back in 20 minutes. Then you could come through the exit. Um, so you get people that did bad things to it. Um, I just hope it doesn't. this doesn't happen like this and they go back to a more um, stricter approach. 
Well, we'll see soon enough because next right. month is uh, we're already in April now, and right. uh, we'll see when they decide to actually set a f- official date. Um, so we'll see. Um, lastly, we have real quick um, Disneyland Resort announced plans for theme park uh, expansions. And basically what this is, I think personally, is I think the city council has changed because I legit was told by somebody who doesn't really have knowledge but has experience. And ever since they canceled um, the Disney runs in Disneyland, there's been this animosity with the city. And basically, from what I've heard from multiple people is, is Disney will basically make sure whoever comes in to take certain seats in that area of the city council is friendly with Disney. And sure enough, uh, was it two years ago now already, they canceled the expansion of the hotels mm-hmm. that were going to take place where ESPN Zone and Rainforest Cafe and Earl's oh, Sandwiches was. And, well, and before uh, that, they canceled all the uh, on the the other side of it with the parking structure and move everything right. over there and have the walkway um, come over, in from over from that road. way. Yeah. So now it looks like they're going back to hopefully getting that parking structure built, and then they want to add several parks. And it was very vague. It seems like they were just kind of putting it out there because there's images of toy a Toy Story Land of uh, Wakanda. Like, there's just enormous amounts of stuff, and people are just all speculating. But it to me, it is is a great sign because you're thinking they're still in development of working on different ideas. And I think if this doesn't get through and doesn't get approved, they're just going to move somewhere else and open up another part completely because they could do that in Texas in a heartbeat. And Texas would say, come on down. And I know they don't want to do it because they want to make – I think they want to make Disneyland almost – uh, Disney World esque. It's very difficult in that area, but they do have the ability to basically, you know, uh, go after all those vacant spots they have there. They can do anything there, really, if they wanted to. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, they have a friendlier city council now. Um, and basically, I think why this all came out is that the city council is, you know, changed the tides where before. Um, it was it was really bad. Basically, Disneyland would put something in and they would just vote it down, which I don't know why it's the biggest employer in your town. Why would you want to, you know, do that? But yeah. any, anyways, neither here nor there. So now it's a little bit, uh, uh, you know, friendlier. And obviously the mayor has come out and in the kind of in the middle of the pandemic and is like, hey, you know, let's let's open talking to the governor. Hey, let's open up. He had the the press conference on top of the the hotel across the street from Disneyland with Disneyland in the in the background um but oh with yeah this, yeah <laughs> yeah with this one I mean the first step is is I guess in the 90s they had a a, a big plan or a a push with the city of Anaheim as well um which makes sense because you know 10 years later you got California Adventure and Downtown Disney and, and everything like that <laughs> um but it's uh, a lot of it is has to do with the zoning as well. So they right. can't just start breaking ground tomorrow. They got to go through and get the, uh, I mean, they can't even get permits. They got to get the, the zoning changed because, you know, no, which in reality, what. which in reality, the first thing they would have to start working on would be a parking lot. Cause they do need another parking structure because <laughs> that yeah. parking structure gets full and the park's not even full. That's why I don't understand 
sometimes you'll see that the park's not even at capacity, but there's nowhere to park. Yeah, no, it, exactly. And I mean, they opened up that new parking uh, structure as well, the Pixar one, and then COVID happened and they didn't even really, um, you know, show the capacity on, on that one um, as much as, as they could have before. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome. And especially all the, the pictures and everything that came in, like you said, you got a lot of speculations and even on their, <laughs> the Disney forward, um, website. Um, well, let's see right here. Uh, let's see. That's the, yeah. Westside expansions, new theme park lands on the downtown Disney and Lilo and stitch parking lots, um, which is situated between Disneyland and paradise pier hotels. So it'll basically be built around the hotels on the, uh, where the parking lots currently are um, and uh, it looks like that it's going to because everyone's like oh it's going to be a third gate it's going to be a third gate but it looks like it's just going to be a large expansion of both Disney and California parks because if you look at the drawing there's like a walkway from both of the sides going out into it um, <laughs> into both of those expansions which I assume is going to be a quote unquote third park is what it's going to end up being I have a feeling. Yeah, but you don't need uh, a three-park ticket or, or anything like that. It's just going to be uh, Disneyland California Adventures and then kind of like, you know, another extension of it just due to the constraints of uh, the land that that they have and expanding into. But it's crazy, you know, on, on the website it says, you know, it could include lands like Frozen, Peter Pan, Tangled, um, Zootopia, Toy Story Land, Tron, and half of those they've already done at other parks. So it'd be easy enough to take what they like from there and tweak some stuff and put it in. It's not like they have to do something crazy um, and build uh, a lot of stuff for, from scratch. Um, let's see what else. And then that the Toy Story parking lot, which is across the street from the convention center, will be uh, turned into a new shopping and dining district, kind of much like Disney Springs and Disney Town in mm-hmm. uh, in, in Walt Disney World and Shanghai Disney, respectively. So, And, and the cool thing is, is it looks like it's going to have like a central lagoon around it and the shops around the outside, maybe a, a small hotel. And so what I did is I went on Google Maps and went to Disney Springs, and okay, did the basically the square footage of what Disney Springs is, and then I did the square footage of what um, the Toy Story parking lot is. They're almost <laughs> identically the same. Now, granted, at, <laughs> Di- <laughs> at Disney Springs, I didn't do any of the parking lots. It was just the square footage of the shops. So you could put the shops right, basically pretty. I think it was like two hundred or. Uh, like 200,000 square foot lets when you're on talking about a big area, that's really not that much um, on, on that. And of course they're probably not going to have parking there because remember uh, a couple years ago when they were wanting to do that East side expansion there and, and uh, build the transit center and whatnot, they bought that hotel, knocked that down. I think it was um, Camelot. I Hotel can't remember what it was. It's right in front of the Pumba, Pumba parking lot. Yeah, it's, it, it it would loop around right into the main gate there on Harbor. They knocked that down, and then behind that, they bought the big area as well. There's another building back there that I think they've already knocked down, and that was going to be a big 
parking structure. So you got that right there, which is just a block away from where this proposed kind of um, Disney Springs is going to be. Um, and then, of course, Disney, you know, plans to significantly invest in transportation, parking, transit, pedestrian safety, um, everything uh, around it. And from what I heard is that Disney was going to do it all themselves. They weren't going to ask for any city money. Now, of course, this is early on. Who knows what's what's going to happen, but they really want to build up around that resort area. And like you said, they're kind of landlocked there where they didn't buy. It's not a big area. Granted, they've done what they can, you know, it, to get Galaxy's Edge. They took out the um, the Big Thunder Ranch and the horse stables and everything back there and bumped that out. Now, remember, they still have a little bit of expansion that they can't or some room back there if they want to exp expand Galaxy's Edge. Um, they took out Bugs Land and put in uh, Avengers Campus. Now, and they, they, they took part of the back lot there too. And what I've been seeing from the overhead <laughs> photos when they did Galaxy's Edge, they actually built um, from people I know who worked there. They moved the mechanic shops all the way to the rear of the properties. Yeah. So that way, they, if they had to expand, they didn't have to redo the buildings over yep. and over again. Yep, exactly. And at Marvel's uh, or uh, Avenger Campus is that after even they build it, there's still a little bit of area where they could um, expand back there if they need be. And, you know, with this, granted, it's all parking lot area, but that's an expansion area, too, because it's it's a footprint. Um, and to do to basically <laughs> shoot, you probably only need maybe like a, a four or five story parking structure. Um to take up those parking spots and guess what you well, you're building upwards so you don't need a bigger footprint um obviously you're not going to have a 20 story parking structure but you could you know strategically put the parking structure somewhere to to um help mitigate uh capacity issues there with all the cars and everything coming in and um still be able to to get it at capacity and not be not be crazy um so it's really interesting uh, kind of cool. I mean, didn't really hear about it until all of a sudden, boom, it happened. Um, and it looks like, I think it's, Hey, you know what? We got a favorable city council right now. Let's kind of jam everything in. So that way, who knows what's going to happen in the future. Um, but it's, it's exciting. And mind you, I mean, it could be five, 10, 15, 20 years from now when it's completely done. And like at the end of the article, that I read, um, you know, details are still hazy at this point as Disney needs the approval from the city to build um, any and all of this. And of course, plans for this sort of fallen through before. So, well, I think the difference here is, is that they didn't, um, they didn't announce like the way they did it was almost like, we know if we say something now and they don't go through with it, the next time there's an election, we will, we'll for sure, have all of the um the the votes and we're going to get everything pushed through but i think now with all of the um uh with 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 basically everything going on with the pandemic i don't think they're gonna they're gonna say no i think it's gonna be yes oh yeah oh heck yeah and with all the jobs and everything and then just revitalizing i mean not that the area needs revitalizing oh uh, there's a couple areas where maybe they go through and and uh you know, be a little bit more stringent with the the vagrants um, 
there. But I mean, hey, where the money's at is where where they're going to be. Um, but you've had a lot of the hotels that have popped up. I mean, past five years in that Anaheim area, like bigger name hotels. Um, and I know what is it? There's like a JW Marriott coming in um, over there as well, which is another hotel. You know, a, a fancier hotel, and and a lot of these starting to get into the higher end hotels. Um, which which is fine because I mean you get people that that stay there as well, um, but it's you know the future future looks bright and they want to you know they want to put some money back into the Anaheim area uh, and and they're the perfect one to do it. So it looked like the uh, you know the the time was right. It'll be interesting to see more artwork that comes out hopefully at the next d23 down in anaheim that they have you know maybe like a 3d model or something coming out or maybe part one or phase one of it um that that would be that would be cool and i think that one's in 2022 is when it's back at anaheim so um yeah what the d23 (laughs) yes it's because the this 2021 is supposed to be uh the star wars uh celebration, celebration. yeah yeah and yeah, cause i think not... it was gonna be tw- i think it's even years here and then odd years they kind of have one in in orlando or elsewhere but it's not as big as like the what the one the one here yeah exactly um, <laughs> so no it's exciting i'll be exciting to see how, what they do um on the expansion and everything i mean they i, I was looking at like I said, kind of doing the Google Maps and whatnot. I mean, there is, I mean, I knew the parking lot was big over there by the hotels, the Disney hotels. I mean, it's, it's big. It's a big area. They could do a, and like I said, it's perfect on both sides. One right next to California Adventure, one right next to, to Disneyland. So they got a lot that they could do there. And if they're going to kind of take, um, downtown Disney or maybe have kind of that still, stay there um but then have another one over there uh, uh like i said at the toy story parking lot you know that's that's cool because then right down the road you got garden grove right th- i mean not garden grove garden walk and that's got bubba gumps and a lot of um stuff over there as well so you got a a big kind of entertainment district uh going on and uh, especially at the end of downtown disney like you said espn zone rainforest cafe both of those are are abandoned so <clears throat> they could have a big swath right there and maybe they take out the theaters or move the theater over to um like the, the toy story lot and you got a big swath of land right there right in front of the hotels that you could do something in as well so yeah so we'll we'll see what they're what they're gonna do we don't know anything yet it just is kind of exciting to see what they have potentially planned so, you know, let us know what you think. Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash uh, FOMOcast Gaming. Uh, we, will, uh, we will see soon enough, you know, the effects this will have, whether it affects... Um, we don't know if it's going to affect the actual, like, parks itself, you know, because I know a lot of times you'll start seeing changes here and there uh 
in the parks to make way for stuff. So I think I think by the end of this year we'll know have a better better idea. But I know Disney is probably working wholeheartedly on this, so we will see what happens with that. But that is it for tonight. We want to thank you all for sticking with us and enjoying this podcast with us. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Um, like we said, make sure you check us out at uh, the Linktree links and then also search for us everywhere you get podcasts. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, give us five stars, do that fun thing. Uh, we look forward to seeing all you guys. Thank you all. Whoever listened in Chicago, I greatly appreciate it because you went on a binge and listened to a bunch of our episodes. We are almost at 150 episodes, Tim. So that's nice. kind of exciting. Close to 200. It's going to be fun. But uh, for the FOMO cast, I am Chris. I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time. Yeah.